We've been, uh, we, we always have had prayer on Wednesday nights, and we still do. And prayer's been going really good. The Lord's been helping us uh, here and in Sarasota, been helping Mr. Craig and helping me um, as we've uh, prayed in the last uh, last several weeks. And I believe he's going to continue to help us. So if you want to come to prayer on Wednesday night, you know, we have it every week. Six o'clock, it's, it's good to pray. Um, and when you know the value of prayer, when, when you believe in the value of prayer, when you believe in, in, in the effectiveness of prayer, then, then you pray. Amen? And, you know, prayer has been so many, so much of religious tradition has taken the teeth out of prayer because, you know, if you, if you believe God's in control of everything, if he's running everything, right, then really your prayer is going to be pretty watered down because you're thinking, well, I could pray, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So, you know, or, or else you're trying to change God's mind, which you're trying to change the mind of a God that changes not. So we're probably wasting our time at that point, right? And so, you know, religious tradition has taken prayer and, and put it down to a place of almost begging, uh, God, please, if there's any way this could happen. And, and we don't want to pray religiously, if you will. We want to pray all the time and, and unceasingly, but not, not as a religious tradition. We want to pray right. We want to pray led by the Spirit of God. Amen? We want to pray prayers that are led by the Spirit of God. Not just prayers. You know, we talked about this Wednesday night. So many times people come to us and they say, would you pray? And you just automatically say yes. And you pray before you ask God what to pray, how to pray. Look at uh, 1 John 5. We'll start there. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We're going to try to do some praying tonight before we leave here. Um, because it's good. Amen. You know, when the church begins to pray, uh, things ha- exactly, things happen. Th- things, good things happen when you pray according to the leading of God's Spirit. And not, not, just come, not just come together and say a bunch of words, but say the words He wants you to say. Amen? It says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything, anything, and so you, some people stop right there and they just ask anything. Right? Well, that doesn't work. Right? Because you have to know it's according to His will. And then you got people that pray according to His will. And, and some people say, well, all i got to do is pray what something I know is His will. That's good and true. But say you're praying for somebody to be saved. It's God's will for somebody to be saved. We all know that. How many people have prayed, God save this person or God save that person? Anybody in here ever done that? I've done it. I'll admit it. It's, it's a waste of time. God just says, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. It's like praying that God heals somebody. He says, yeah, I did. You're praying for something that's already happened. Right? You're praying. And, and, and he's, not, he, he, he's looking for words he can use. He's looking for things he can do. So when, when we pray, we want to be led by the Spirit in how to pray. How to pray according to His will. You know, I was reading a book by Brother Hagin, and he was talking about just this, for how, many, how for years he would just pray, Lord, save this person, or Lord, save that person. And God showed him that that's not, that's not a prayer, that God already answered that prayer. He answered it through Jesus, 
on the cross, going to the going to the grave and being ro- ri- being risen again. Every person ever born, ever going to be born, has salvation if they choose to receive it. Right. So what ca- what is keeping them from receiving it? And and you can there's other prayers you can pray. You can pray laborers into their path. You could pray. And he prayed this specific prayer that, because the God of this world blinded their minds. He, he bound up the devil. This was a family member, so it was close enough to him that he could pray. Now, I've been reading some of these books, so I don't have a brother named Dub, but I almost feel like I do right now. <laughs> brother Hagen had a brother named Dub, right? But, but he prayed that he bound up the devil from blinding him and prayed that God would enlighten his eyes. That's being spirit-led in prayer. But what did he have to do to get to that? He didn't pray that the first time he ever wanted his brother to be saved. He prayed that after seeking the heart of God. And when we seek the heart of God, we'll know the will of God. It's in his word. Everything he wants is in his word. He wants us healed. But sometimes it's not just say, Lord, would you heal him? Because yes, he would. He did. It's the wrong question. You don't have to ask, Lord, would you heal him? Because he would. In fact, is he would It Past tense, right? That's would with an E-D on the end of it, right? He, he already did. So the prayer for healing, you know, you can say be healed. You can speak to it. You may speak to what the symptom is. You may, there's a lot of things. But you've got to be led in praying for people. Did Jesus do the same thing with every person that came to him and asked him for something? No, why? Because he was spirit-led. He was spirit-led. He, he was led by the Spirit of God. Sometimes he spit and put it in their, put it in their eyes. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you got to think that person was going, well, they couldn't see, so I guess they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Now, afterwards, they probably said, hey, well, it's a spit, but I can see. I don't care. Right? If the spit works, you don't care. Right? Sometimes he laid hands. Sometimes he said, go show yourself to the priest. There's lots of things he did, but he did them being spirit-led. And and when we pray, we need to have this same uh, urge, this same urgency, if you will. That's fervent praying. In, In James 5, where it says, uh, the the effective like fervent uh, put it up James five fourteen yeah, we'll just say it right how about that because we say it like King James it has to be right right uh, fifteen that's a good one too though sixteen it's somewhere in here there we go confess your faults one another pray for one another that you may be healed you're following the law of love in the first part of the right first prerequisite and we'll get into that first prerequisite of 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 good of prayer is love without love why 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 did why did brother hagan take the time to seek the lord concerning the salvation of his brother and how to be led to pray towards that salvation because he loved him right Right? he loved him first prerequisite of prayer is love without love of course the prerequisite first prerequisite of anything you do for god is love period but uh, confess your faults one to another pray for one another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer effectual fervent prayer fervent doesn't mean you prayed a long time 
right? Fervent, that word actually means, I think it's in the vines, it means hot or boiling, right? That's fervent. That's pretty fervent. When you get doing some hot boiling prayer, right? Effective hot boiling prayer. That, that avails much. Why? Because that's somebody seeking God. You know when it said, in the, it said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock. Notice that those are all three together. And, and, and the implication is on those is continue asking, continue seeking, continue knocking. In other words, there's never a time where you stop these things. You're always growing. You're always looking for more. You ne- in other words, you're never just doing the same thing all the time because that, that, that takes no leading. That takes no leading to do it. To do it, to pray the will of God according to the will of God, you need to find out first just what you found out. Yeah, God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That is His will. Now, what's keeping this person from being saved? Right? Then, then, you, then you begin to pray and you begin to seek God. And He begins to give you light and revelation. That's why we've been praying the Ephesians prayers, uh, chapter 1 and chapter 3, um, on Wednesday nights over the church, uh, over you and over ourselves. And we've been praying that. Why? Because, because what we're asking for there, right? Put Ephesians, uh, what is it, 1? I've got it in my Bible here. 1, start about uh, 17. That's, this is just the first prayer we've been praying. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. What are you going to get when you have knowledge of God? You're going to know His will, and you're going to know how He would accomplish His will. Amen? Um, one, of the, one of the things that I do in, in, the, in the job that I have at the church in the position that I have is I try to find out how the Moors would do something. And the best way I can find out is by watching them do it and by knowing their heart. Right? You know, somebody says, well, the Moors were mean. I'd say, mm, yeah, I don't think so. I know the Moors. They weren't mean. If, if you thought they were mean, you took them wrong. And, but if, 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 if somebody says, well, answer this question for me, they're not asking me. Right? They're asking me how the Moors would answer this question. Right? And my job, my position, it's not a job. I can't even believe they pay me to do this. But they probably can't either sometimes. <laughs> but my position is to, to give the heart of God through the heart of the Moors through my heart. Amen? That, that's my position. And, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to give you my opinion. I, I don't want to give you my ideas. You know, I, I, I have some poor opinions. Right? I, I don't know how many else had this opinion, but when this whole mask thing came up, I had an opinion. Very strong opinion. Right? And, uh, and I started seeking God about it. And then I started getting information from other people that are over me. <laughs> Blonde-headed people. And so I started praying, but I started seeking God and praying about it. And, and, I, and he said, there's two reasons. And actually, he, sh- he showed me it again today because he gave me a little gent- more gentle way to say it. He said, there's two reasons to wear a mask, 
and there's one reason not to for me. He's talking to me. You guys got to seek the God on your own. He said, he said, the first reason is if you were uncomfortable, you know, that you felt more comfortable in this, in this time, in this day, wearing a mask, right? The second reason is for the people that feel uncomfortable without the mask. Amen? So both of those reasons are okay. If somebody should, feels like they should wear a mask and they're more at risk than somebody else, then they should. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's a good leading. People say, well, would the Lord lead you to wear a mask? Yeah, he would. Two reasons he'd do it. If you weren't comfortable or if it helped somebody else be comfortable. He would lead you to do it. People say, oh, he wouldn't even tell you get in faith. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that, again, you've got to know God. He loves people. He loves them right where they're at, right where their faith is, right in the middle of all of it. Amen? Amen? And he wants us to love one another that very same way. And he said, and then he said, the one reason you wouldn't, and he said, tell me what it is. And I said, selfishness. And he said, that's the only reason you wouldn't. You're, you don't want to. You don't like them. Right? It's your right not to. Do you notice all those start with your? Right? And so I'm not saying I want everybody, I want everybody to do with what they're comfortable with doing. And then I want to be led as to how it helps other people, not how it makes me feel. Right? And I'm not even talking about masks. We're talking about prayer. Okay? (laughs) But I had to seek the Lord to find out his heart on this matter. And the way I know it's him is he loves people. It'll always be about somebody else when you talk to God. he'll He'll always take you towards another person. He'll never be selfish. Love is never selfish. The kind of love that he loved us with and the kind of love that he put in us gives us an ability to pray and to react and to act in different ways that help other people at all times. And if they don't, if we only are thinking about ourselves at any time, we're probably not walking in love. It's just the way it is. Because... If you're thinking of yourself, you're thinking selfish-like, right? Yeah, because we don't need to think of ourselves because God's going to take care of us, right? Right, but, but if it helps somebody else, if somebody else would come to church because you were wearing a mask and get saved, huh? Receive Jesus. Go to heaven someday. Huh? Would you wear one? Sure you would. Because you you have the love of God shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Spirit, and that gives you an ability that other people wouldn't have. They just need their rights. Right? We don't need our rights. We don't do... (laughs) It's kind of quiet. Hey, I have an opinion. I quit saying it. (laughs) But why? Because I want God's opinion. I want to pray according to His will. I want to hear from Him. I want to know... The heart of God. This prayer is a prayer we've been praying every Wednesday night. Brother Moore stood up here and prayed the same prayer you know, a couple of services ago, the Ephesians prayer, that, that, that we would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The first prerequisite is love. The next thing you've got to do is know Him. 
right? You've got to know God. People who know God know that His will is not turmoil, it's not destruction, it's not sickness, it's not, it's not pain, it's not Him. So those things aren't His will. So, so when, we, when we say we want to know Him, we want to know His heart. We want to see and hear how He reacts to every situation, to every person. He, you know He never flies off the handle? You know, and we'll say stuff like, I just couldn't help myself. I got so mad, I just couldn't stop myself. God, what if God said that one day? We all wouldn't be here. I mean, all he'd have to do is get his little pinky mad and the world's gone. He never flies off the handle. Why? Love doesn't. He's always thinking of us. He's always thinking of people. And when we think that way, we'll begin to pray in those directions. We'll begin to pray at a level where things happen when we pray. It won't just be words. It'll be real prayer. How many people had somebody in their life or is that just prayed all the time? There's people who do. My mom, she prayed all the time. But she prayed in such a way that things happened. People would say, man, she must have been a good prayer. No, she was a spirit-led prayer. Right? You know, I remember when we used to do go to Bible studies. <laughs> I don't know if Rick did this, and I'm not going to blame him for doing it, but I know we had, we'd have the circle, and people would be praying. And, but while they're praying, you're thinking about how good a prayer you could pray, getting, putting those scriptures in just the right place and getting it all lined up. And, you know, that's a waste of time. Because why? Because you can't be spirit-led and have preconceived notions. Right? You never did that, though, right, brother? Just me. It was just me. But but we don't want to do. We don't want to pray that way. We want to pray being led by the Spirit. We want to pray in such a way that we know there will be an answer. The the, the moral. If you haven't heard this, they're not the moral. But the end of the story, when Brother Hagen prayed for learned how from the Spirit to pray for his brother, he was saved in no time. In no time when he started praying that way. Glory to God. Why? Because of spirit-led prayer. Spirit-led prayer works. Unanswered prayers, Brother Moore told me this the first time, I know I've said it before, but I'm always going to say it again. Unanswered prayer hurts, hurts faith. It hurts our faith. And people have accepted it too long and used and, and, and then traditionalized it with religion and, and said, well, some, some prayers just God can't answer or, he did, or the answer is no or some prayers you're right, he can't answer. Bottom, he's already answered. Right? We're asking things over and over again that have already been accomplished. Amen? But, but if, we get, if, we, if we begin to pray over ourselves uh, that God, the Lord of our Jesus Christ, the Lord, the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, would give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that's just the beginning of the prayer. But that's what, you, that's what you need to pray effectively. What, what, what Paul found out about the Ephesians, why he started praying this for them, is he found out about their faith and their love. This, these are the two things that Christians should have. And if they have faith and love, then you pray this. Why? Because you want them to grow. Right? If they don't have faith and love, you need to pray that the Lord give them a revelation of faith and love. Right? Or pray how to pray for them to get a revelation of faith and love. But, but if, the, if, like Paul, they already have 
faith and love for all the saints, then you begin to pray for them wisdom, spirit of wisdom, and a revelation of the knowledge of Him. Amen? And, and as we do that, we begin to have answered prayers. We begin to see how to pray, the direction to pray. We, we don't, we, we're not looking for a good prayer, right? You know, a lot of people go and ask somebody to pray because they feel like they're a good prayer. Well, if they are a good prayer, it's because they're a spirit-led prayer, right? And the thing about it is, is we all can be spirit-led prayers, so we, we could be with the good prayers. What if we had a whole auditorium full of good prayers, right? Because they'd be spirit-led prayers. Then, then we would have a whole new level of things happening. And, and these, these prayers that were prayed in Ephesians, they would be, they would be coming to pass. They are coming to pass. Uh, because, you know, the, the thing that Brother Moore's been teaching on and, and we're growing in and, and are some of, we are some of, right? The most spiritually aware and spirit-led people, right, on the planet and in this generation. And we're going to keep saying that, right? And, and as we keep saying that, we, we'll be unwilling to accept mediocre things. And mediocre prayer is just mouthing words, hoping something maybe might happen. Instead of taking the time to hear from God, because once you've heard from God, now you truly know the will of God. You've now heard from him. When God showed Brother Hagen that verse that says the God of this world has blinded the minds and he can't see the glorious light of the gospel, and he bound up the enemy. If you've got people in your family that aren't saved, I'd start looking at praying this way. Why? Because it's a spirit-led prayer. Why? Because he got it from the spirit. That's why we pray Ephesians, because it is a spirit-led prayer. And, and as we pray these things, you know, the thing that people don't realize is that when you begin to pray these things on, a, on an individual level and for others, then the next thing is you step up and you begin to pray them for the nation. You begin to pray them for leaders. You begin, you begin to get woke up in the middle of the night and God says, I need you to pray about this. And, and immediately you know that it's the will of God and you begin praying. And, and you're, you pray in such a way that that you are unwilling to give up. It's not, again, it's fervent prayer. If it takes five hours, if it takes eight hours, or if it takes eight minutes, yeah. if you pray fervently and pray until you know that you got an answer, then, then you've prayed an effective prayer. Amen? If you, you wouldn't think that you could call a prayer that didn't do anything effectual. Right? <laughs> right? If it's effectual, it actually did something, right? It actually accomplished something. And that's what we want to be as effective prayers. If we pray tonight as a group and we pray for the things going on in our nation and for the people of this nation, that if we pray and we believe God leads us by His Spirit to pray, then, then we pray in such a way that when we're done, we know it was effective and good things are happening. And this is important things to do. And, and the first thing we still have to do is we still have to love. Right? You still have to love. And, and love is a choice. You know, every person... How many people in here are born again? If you didn't raise your hand, everybody else put yours down, raise your hand and we'll pray for you. Okay. And no hands up, so I'm going to assume everybody's born again. Every born again believer has the love of God shed abroad in their heart 
by the Holy Spirit. Now, have you always looked like you were loving people? Huh? I mean, I haven't. Now, maybe you have, right? Because why? Because it's still your choice. Just because it's in there doesn't mean you have to yield to it. But as we get, become more and more spirit-led, what would the spirit lead you to do? It would lead you to love. Why? Because it's the spirit of love, right? So the more and more that we become spirit-led, the more that we become love-led because we're, we're listening to the spirit of God, which is the spirit of love, which is the spirit of God who is love. So we're all about love right now. And when you're all about love, you, you are entering into a place where you can pray for somebody so effectively. Remember how often Jesus was moved with compassion and healed, moved with compassion and delivered, moved with compassion and prayed. When, God was moved, when, when Jesus was moved by love, he knew exactly what to do, right? He'd speak to something. He'd lay hands on someone. He, what, he'd preach. When he, was, when he was moved by love, he was effective. Why? Because the Spirit of God was moving him and leading him. It's not just enough to pray. It's more to know how to pray and, and, and take the time to say, you know, maybe I'm not praying right. Maybe I'm praying something. Lord, show me, give me some direction on how to pray in this situation. And I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit while I'm waiting for that direction. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's going to pray the perfect will of God. Another reason that the devil doesn't like praying in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because when we don't know how to pray, we can still pray. Glory to God. So it's a good thing. And it's the spirit of love. But as we, as we go to that choice to love him, we when, or allow that to yield to that love, we get, we get more knowledge of him. Because he is love. So when we yield to that, that spirit of love that, that he's put in our heart through the Holy Spirit, we are yielding to know more about God. And, and that way when, when people lie about God or when you hear from God, you'll know it's God. Right? Yeah. Why? Because what, what do we say? It's going to be love. If it's unlovely, it's not God. Right? And people say, well, God's done things that don't look... If, they, if God did them, I don't care if they look lovely or not. They, they had a lovely ending. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. If he corrected you or me, the end of it was good. Amen? And he would correct you in love. When he got done correcting you, you go, man, that was easy. Why? Because you did what he said. If, if you rebelled, it'd be hard. Right? So we're not going to rebel. We're not going to be of those that rebel. But, but, as, but, but this love that he's put on us through the Holy Spirit, what kind of love is it? What, what, what would this love do? Look at, um, I had a scripture. Once, once upon a time I had a scripture. Um, yeah, 1 John 3, 1. 1 John 3, 1. The, the, the abilities that he gives us by, by shed abroad, the, the love shed abroad in our hearts. Those are things, you know, we've talked about this before. He doesn't ask people that don't have this love to pray. Right? The first prerequisite of prayer is love, and then he asks you to pray. First, you've got to have love. Why? Because you've got to be able to love beyond your neighbor, beyond your wife, beyond your kids, beyond your church. Right? You know, Jesus... Jesus said, 
Jesus said, I want you to love your enemies, right? Yeah. I want you to love your enemies. I want you to pray for those that despitefully use you, right? Yeah, this is, but he didn't just say this by rote. He gave you the ability to do it. But again, it's up to us to yield to it. When our enemy says something about us, we have two choices, love or what we want, right? <laughs> love or your opinion or your right, right? And it says in first, uh, what did I say, First John 3, 3, 1. Yeah, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us that he should call that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not. Why would they not know us? Because we're not anything like them. When, when, when we're walking in the manner of love that he bestowed upon us, what manner of love was this? This is a manner of love that would forgive anybody. It's a manner of love that would never hold a grudge. It's a manner of love right, that keeps no record of wrongs done to it. It's a manner of love that is patient and kind at all times. It's a manner of love that chooses to believe and hope and trust all the time. That's the manner of love that he bestowed upon you. That, that's the manner of the love we have. When we have that manner of love, what would stop us from loving? Only us, right? What would stop us from effective prayer when you have that manner of love in you? Because remember, he said, when he talked about praying, he said, when you pray, believe that you receive, right? When you pray, and you shall have that, what, you pray, what you've asked. And then right after it says, forgive, right? If you have ought against any. Why? Because that shows that manner of love. You, you have to be in that manner of love to forgive. If you're not in that manner of love, you won't forgive you'll hold that grudge. And then, and then he says he can't forgive you. Why? Because he can't, because you could ask for forgiveness and he couldn't answer your prayer because you're not asking the right way. Right? God forgave you already. It's a matter of you receiving that forgiveness. If you can't give it, you for sure can't receive it. Amen? And, and so, so what he's saying is because I've put this man, I've bestowed this manner of love on you. You have an ability to pray, to pray for your nation, to pray for people you don't know, for, to pray for people that are busy talking bad about you and the church and God. You know, it wasn't, you know, a lot of people say, uh, I think they've given Brother Hagen, the, they've said that he's the one that said, if God's running the world, he's doing a poor, poor job. But you know, it wasn't him that said that. It was an agnostic writer of a newspaper, I believe. That's, that's who said that. It wasn't that he didn't believe in God. He just didn't believe. He didn't know if there was one or not. But if there was one and he truly was running things, he was doing a horrible job. That was somebody that didn't even know God. Why? Because that's the only way you could say that. Because if you knew God, you wouldn't say God's running everything, first of all. Because he would show you that he's not. Clearly in the Bible, he would show you where the, the Satan is the God of this world. Right? So it's not us that are saying God's doing. God's doing a tremendous job everywhere he's given authority. In your life, in my life, when we give him authority, when we give him first place, when we seek 
when we ask, seek, and knock on a continual basis. You know, that's the thing about the verses um, back in uh, Ephesians uh, 3, when it says, um, give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I noticed that I stay on fire when I'm growing in the wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. When, when, me and, when we were teaching Bible studies, we were teaching three and four a week. I was looking at the Bible and the Word every day. And I was growing. I grew from very, very small to a lot, a big, small person. You know, I don't ever want to say we're very big because I, I just think the more you get, the, more you, you know, the less you know. You know, you're like, I started studying prayer. I've been studying prayer for, what, 10, 12 years now. And I'm just now figuring out that I need to be spirit-led. I mean, I think I didn't do it, but you, you still have to take the time to do it. Knew it, take the time to do it, right? And, and you got to do those things. So, but it's as God gives you light to these things, and that's why that prayer is so important. But, but it, when I stayed in the Word, I grew all the time. I was always seeing something new about God. Why? Because I was growing in the knowledge of Him. I was gaining revelation in the knowledge of Him. So as we ask, as we seek, as we knock, as, as we seek Him, we'll gain knowledge of Him on a constant basis and a greater ability to pray, one for another and for other things. And, and the more we grow, the more revelation we have, the more we seek, the more we'll find out that God wants us to pray even more about uh, multitudes of things. Amen? And it won't be again about the time. You know, if you prayed eight hours, great. You know, I think I said it Wednesday night, but do you think when Jesus got up from praying all night, he said, well, it'll for sure happen now because I prayed all night. It doesn't matter how long he prayed. It'll for sure happen because he prayed in faith by the leading of the Spirit. Amen? That's why it happens. And those are the things that we have to get in our heart and get rid of all these mind things. Because even in our prayers, we have this, this mentality of works, right? First of all, you got to pray. you got to pray. i got to pray. I'm a Christian. Well, no, you don't. You could be a Christian all your life and only pray the one prayer, right? right? You probably wouldn't be very close to God, Christian, but you wouldn't have to pray. So you don't got to pray. Besides that, you don't want to got to pray. You, you don't want to got to do anything from God. You want to get to. You want to get to pray. Amen? When you get to pray, you're praying for the right reason, with the right motives, with the right heart, and you're receiving the answers right. Amen? So, so But well, we got to get rid of these works and these, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to pray for three hours. Right? Boy, you better think about what three hours is before you claim that. I remember the first time I said I was going to pray for an hour, and I prayed, I like prayed for like, I thought I'd prayed for an hour, and I looked up and I'd prayed ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! And I said I'd pray for an hour, and then I think I fell asleep after thirty minutes, <laughs> and I woke up, laying across the bed praying. And I wasn't praying; I was sleeping. Why? Because it wasn't spirit-led prayer. Time is not what you're praying about. Right? A leading to pray is what you're praying about. A love for a person that causes you or a love for God that said that because he told you to pray something, ask you. Ask you to pray. God asks us to pray. You know, it was uh, John Wesley who said it appears that God is limited. 
by, by prayers from people. I've got the exact quote, actually. We don't want to misquote him, do we? John Wesley said, It seems God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless, some, unless someone asks him. It's true. Why? He put it in place. Right? I think Brother Hagin said somebody else made the same quote later and said, Why? Well, I wonder why. It doesn't matter why. This is what he chose to do. Right? Because originally we were given authority in this planet. We gave, we gave it away. But now through Jesus Christ, we have authority everywhere we go. Yeah. Amen? Uh-huh. And, and our prayers can avail. Our fervent, effectual, fervent prayers, they can avail much. But it's not just about praying. It's about praying as God leads. It's about seeing him for who he is and doing these things that he's called us to do. Amen? It's not, it's not enough to just say, I prayed. Why didn't this happen? It's when we pray by the Spirit, you'll not have a question when you're done whether it happened or not. You'll know. Why? Because God said it. If God said it, that's what's getting ready to happen. Amen? And, and that's, that's what we're looking for in, in when we have this love, this, this greater love or this, uh, this, this manner of love that he bestowed upon us. But what, what did he say later in, in, in John? Actually, the same book, I think. Well, no, it was the, book, the actual book of John. He said, greater love hath no man than he laid down his life for a friend. Right? So if you're praying in love, you're, you, you are to the point of sacrificing yourself for the person or situation you're praying for. And if you go a step further and you're like God, not only did you lay down your life for a friend, you laid down your life for an enemy. Me and you were his enemy. That's the manner of love that we have in us. We have the manner of love in us and the ability to pray that we will lay our life down for the one we're praying for, for the situation we're praying for, and even if they're an enemy, We'll pray for them. Amen? And he said later, he said, greater works, if you believe in me, right, then greater works you'll d- than me you'll do. Right? And I'm, I'm not quoting that right, but that's what he said. Why? Because you've got that manner of love bestowed on you. And if you continue to act like he acts and to be spirit-led like he's spirit-led, you'll actually do greater things than he because he went to the Father. You'll do them greater in multitude and greater in magnitude. Amen? One of Brother Moore's favorite ways to say it. And, that, and that's what we're looking for when we, when we operate in this manner of love or when we pray in this manner of love. When we pray in this manner of love uh, and he says pray for your nation, what if he says pray for your nation? You think he's saying, well, that's a business kind of prayer. You don't have to have the same kind of love. No, that's why he said, before he said pray for kings and all those in authority, he said, I want you to pray for all men. Now, you've got to have love to do that, right? Because I'll guarantee you, in your life and my life, there's been somebody who irked us, right? Irked, is that a word, irked? All right, they irk you, right? I think my, my mom used to say, you're irking me. I was little and I wouldn't leave her alone. But, but that's, you know, if, if there is that person, you still got to love that person to, to effectively pray. You can't say, well, I'm going to pray for everybody, but then you're holding on. 
You're holding unforgiveness. You're holding a grudge. You're not operating in the manner of love that was bestowed upon you. When, when, we, when we decide to operate in the manner of love that was bestowed upon us, then these prayers that we pray in Ephesians, in Ephesians 3 and Ephesians 1, you, you, begin to, you begin to operate at a higher level than you've ever operated. Why? Because you're operating at a spirit level. You're no longer operating. Praying in the flesh is worthless. Right? Unanswered prayer is not good. I don't care what Garth Brooks said. Right? Right? Although he's probably right, sometimes we should be thankful that we didn't get an answer to our prayer because it was so unspirit, unspirit-led. Amen? But, but it, even looking at the uh, Ephesians prayer in... Uh, did I lose a piece of paper somewhere? Oh, there it is. I knew I lost one. In, 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 in chapter 3, in chapter 3, and starting in verse 14, he said, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. And here's, here's the whole kicker to the whole thing. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. What, what love? The manner of love that he bestowed upon you. He wants you to be rooted and grounded in that manner of love. He wants you to know more about that love. He wants you to see more about that love. He wants you to look at others, and, and before your eyes actually get to them, they have to pass through love, and, and they see They see that person the way God sees them, the very way that God sees them, right? Not not somebody who's unsavable, somebody that's already saved, right? Not somebody that's untouchable, somebody you're willing to touch. Look at Jesus when that leper came to him and, and he reached over and touched him. Nobody touches a leper, but when the Spirit of God says, by his love, touch that left then you reach over and touch them why because that's the leading and that's the leading of love and when love leads you to do that then then you you've reached a, a, a height a width a depth and a breadth that you've never seen before why that's what he wanted us to know right in the next verses he said he said that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend not, not, not just comprehend, but comprehend with all the saints. He wants all the church to comprehend this at one time. What is the breadth? What is the length? What is the depth? How far will God go? They, they, want, they want you to see, first of all, how far he went in Jesus. How far did he go to get you and me, to get every other person as well? How far did he? He went as far as you can go and back again. Amen? He, he reached beyond the beginning of the world. He, he reached beyond anything that could ever come back on you. There's nothing behind anymore. He reached so far that there's nothing behind anymore. There's, there's nothing back there. Why? Because he went, he, he engulfed it and forgave it, right? Before the foundations of the earth, that's how far back we were forgiven. That's how far back he went and how deep into hell he went. How deep did he go? As deep as you can go, Right? How high did he go? He's up there right now. As high as you'll ever need to get. He, it's, it's, it's what he wants us to know. Why? Because when we pray out of this manner of love, then we pray in such a way 
what, what's, one, what's the very last quality of love? It never fails. That's why he wants you to pray in that manner of love. That's why he wants me to pray in that manner of love. Because in that manner of love, it's an unfailing prayer. You, you've sought out the will of God. You've heard the leading of the Lord. And you've acted on that. And you've reacted towards that. And you've done the things that God's called us to do. And in doing so, we've, we have now effectively and fervently prayed. And when we do that as a church, when we do that as a body of Christ, when we do that under the direction of the Lord, at the leading of the Lord, then things have to change. It's not will they change, it's they have to change. Amen? We're not saying we're great, we're saying our God is. And because our God is great, and because He's merciful and kind, He is the manner of love that was bestowed upon us. And He is kind to the unthankful. He, he, he's not looking... He, you know, you get people saying, well, this, this whole thing's judgment on the earth. No, it's not. It's the devil trying to hurt people. That's it. When judgment comes, you'll know it because we'll probably be in heaven, right? We're not looking for judgment. We want mercy. I want mercy in this earth for as long as it can be here, and I want the things, I want the things that people need, salvation. That, that, <laughs> they need a Savior. I want them to know they need a Savior. We don't want a bunch of people going to hell so we can get to heaven faster. Right? <laughs> I don't care. I just want to get to heaven. I just want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. Well, see him by yourself. <laughs> Let everybody else stay, right? <laughs> and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ so people can be born again. Because they aren't going to be happy in hell. No one's happy in hell. It's, it's eternal torture. And love will never wish that on somebody. But when we stand up as the church and we take our place and we pray stand up with me and we're going to pray the ephesians prayers again together together over our church family amen over the church body as a whole it's a good prayer that's oh, getting dark too it's going to be dark prayer i think prayer works better when it's dark no just kidding Prayer works when you are spirit-led. Amen? And this is how the Spirit's leading in Faith Life Church and probably in all churches around the world right now. But we know this because this is what God's put on Brother Moore's heart to teach on right now. Amen? And so these are things that we're praying on Wednesday nights. He prayed it just the other night, other, night, other Sunday, I think it was. And, and we're praying it again tonight. Why? They're good prayers. They are spirit-led, spirit-given prayers that Paul prayed for the church not one time. This is what he prayed. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you and to pray for you. You think, you think he was that I cease not works for both those ends of the sentence? I think he prayed this all the time for those churches. And, and you've got record where he prayed a similar prayer in Ephesians or in Colossians, I mean. And this is what he prayed, amen? So let's pray this together. Let's pray this together. Pray this after me. Father, we ask this church, this body of believers, we ask together 
that you would give us a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and, and the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to usward who believe according to your, the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. Lord, we thank you that you give to us this spirit of wisdom, this spirit of revelation, that you lead us in the things that we do, in the prayers that we pray, that we are more and more some of the most spiritually aware and Spirit-led people on this planet and in this generation. And we ask that you would continue to grow us in this wisdom, in this revelation, that we might know you, that we might know your character, your love, your care, for your people, for all people, that we might know what you wrought in Christ towards everyone, that this miracle would become more and more real in our hearts and lives, and that through our eyes we see through your love, through our heart we know what you desire, what's your plan. And we follow that leading. And Father, we bow our knees unto you, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, it says we bow our knees. Everybody turn around and get to where your seat is and let's bow our knees. Amen? Father, we bow our knees. Unto you, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom we are all named, the whole family. And we ask that you would grant us, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your Spirit in our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth and the height of this love and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that we may be filled with all your fullness, now unto you, 
who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that is working in us unto you be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end Father we thank you for your word for your will for your spirit for your leading we thank you for the manner of love that you've bestowed upon us and we yield ourselves to that love that's in our hearts through the Holy Spirit and we ask you father to help us to pray for people everywhere we know the things that are going on in the world today and we know that their distractions to increase the blindness of people who don't know you and Lord we bind up the enemy from continuing in these maneuvers and we ask laborers into the fields to present the glorious light of the gospel to those who don't know you Lord we pray for leaders in this nation for our president those under him both houses all the judicial area every judge Lord we pray help them Lord you've asked us to pray for them because you love all men your desire and your will is salvation throughout the world and so Lord we pray for the things that would accompany salvation we pray for peace in areas where there's turmoil we pray for peace where there's strife communication where there's been a lack of it Lord we pray that you might use those that you've placed in office leaders of the churches to promote and to proclaim the goodness of God that your glory might be seen Lord we pray over people that have been adversely affected by this virus that has come upon this land we know that it's a dying virus and we pray that the effects would wear quickly away that things would come back that they would come to normal not a new normal a better normal Lord we pray that you be glorified that as this comes to a close quickly people see and know that you are God and that this could not have happened 
any other way. It was not the work of man. It was not the work of a government. It was not the work of any other thing that it was you. It is you who did this, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And Lord, we pray that you show us day by day as we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the wisdom to pray as you lead, the wisdom to see your will and plan, your word concerning your will and plan. And Lord, as you show us through your love, the manner of love that you've bestowed upon us, we will pray purposely, driven, hot, boiling over, fervently pray and expect the good things to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, to see it through your mercy in people who weren't even looking for it, but they see it through your mercy, through your people, through your goodness. They, they, they open their eyes and they see the goodness of God. And they acknowledge your greatness, your love, your lordship. Lord, we pray that there come an awakening in the body of Christ. That as we prayed tonight in Ephesians, that the whole body would, would have this spirit of wisdom and revelation that the whole body together, rooted and grounded in your love, would comprehend the width, the depth, the breadth, and the height of this love. And that we would know together and make a difference in this world. We know that through prayer. Great victories are won. So we choose to pray. We ask now, give us utterance in the Holy Spirit that prays the perfect will of God that we might pray further for all men, for our leaders. Shondoro masite esikeano. Non dara bashata de diante, sendere mishiki atonomosote, non dara masatiashinte, non dras sandriashne, nendres sikiashonte, non dras masiatile, ona edidashno, nora sandrishete, no sombra sangiato, condra andiribiashne, nele andiriasne socore, neade brasinde, nora andrasotele, no dan brasandriste, no dan di Brasile, niano tokoshna, prondrosi bireste, lendrasnan diasto, cones si alinte, 
nerendrosobraste, nekele, nekele mode, nashana mosta, kendre sindremuste, ishinde, osonde, koyange, neshele, yorandrasamresite, norandrosongoteste, sendrendiribistonde, konandrosondreste, neshendrasondoste, norandrosobrasite, nelende, nelambrode, Narandriste, Korambrisna, Solandrashne, Erendriske, Orambasatishna, No Andrasitele, No Ambrasatishna, Dorambrasangale, Nerendre Simbroshote, Norondra Sandaremistete, Tondresne Esekiango, No Rambrasadaste, No Rambrasatariashne, Nota Simbrasile, no condrosonte, nandrisne, brasile, norente, sibrande e shikirantro, prondras di andreste, nandras tane mosto, prorandrisetile, morambride, narandiste, terendriste, nosambraste, nandrisele, corambrasne, danambrasile, norambrasandriste, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand up and thank Him. Thank you, Lord, that we are growing, that we are receiving. Thank you, Lord, that we are receiving the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Thank you, Lord, that we are receiving comprehension how far-reaching your love is. Thank you, Lord, for leading us in our prayer lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You got a song? And he